1: Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is brought to you by our premium content, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Ladies and gentlemen, special guest via via what is this? Via satellite? Via Starlink. We have Mr. Mark LaHood. What's up, brother? How you doing? good morning how you doing bro <laughs> Tr- trinity alumni like myself shout you know, out you know we go way back and um and it's cool that we get to cross paths not only like hey man i'm checking out your comedy show i love what you're doing but also man every time i'm in san antonio i see mark's billboards and his signage and, and everything so let everybody know what you're running for
2: yeah thanks um like you said my name is mark Lahood. i'm running for bear county criminal district attorney it's the uh, the Chief Law Enforcement Prosecuting Officer here in Bear County.
1: How is crime, what is that like in San Antonio?
2: Are you trying to give me a softball or what? <laughs>
1: no, I mean, I'm, no, I'm really curious because obviously I'm from a big blue city and, and, you know, Houston. It's no secret, like, bro, it's very diverse and it's very crowded and there's a lot of traffic. You know, San Antonio has always been like at a little bit different type of pace um, but of course, you know i', I be seeing I'll be seeing druggies and stuff out there, so I'm just curious how does that affect y'all's crime?
2: uh all kidding aside, um two things have been going on the last you know three, four years. Crime is going through the roof, and then on the flip side, the d a s office isn't prosecuting. they're not handling it, and so people are committing more crimes, they're getting away with it, which then people commit more crimes in my humble opinion. you know I, I think it's common sense. like I, I tell people my kids. The same logic that applies to my kids applies to everything. Actions have consequences and accountability. And once we take that away, as humans, our behavior gets worse.
1: Yeah, and then we're stuck in this situation. So midterms are right around the corner. Uh, What's the vibe like, man? How's the uh, energy and the momentum out there?
2: Man, the vibe is off the chart. So, you know, even in the primary, we've been focusing on the general. And so we've been north, south, west, east inner city, out of city, doesn't matter what your color, race, or whatever. Everyone, uh, Everyone's number one priority is public safety. The million-dollar question is, um, what is the idea on how to get there? But we have talked with thousands of Democrats that um, are tired of the soft on crime policies. I mean, you know, I'm Hispanic. I've been talking to Hispanics, Blacks. You know, people of traditional lifestyles or, or origins understand that, when your kids mess up, we punish them. As adults, when we mess up, there has to be some sort of accountability. There has to be some sort of you know, reaction to it. And they're just seeing it go through the roofs, bro. I mean, they're, they're fed up.
1: Um, when, I, when I did some stand-up comedy at that event for uh, Texas Latino Conservatives, um, you were in the house, and it was interesting to, to talk to everybody there and what people were saying, like, hey, San Antonio has an opportunity to be like a red city in in a red state just to kind of see you know hey like I'm very curious like I've never seen a Republican mayor in Houston but like if we were to get one you know what are they really able to change because obviously a lot of our problems are like federal like with the border and stuff like that or you have like um, you know the school districts which is I guess like a a super local type of thing Um, do you think do you think San Antonio is ready to, to give uh, Republicans a, a shot?
2: Yeah, without a doubt we are. I meant, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you did your video. Uh, you know, And I texted you said that you gave me the, the courage and the motivation to, you know, to kind of step forward and take out. But the reality is if we focus on our values, we shit, you know, I don't care what our politics are. Most people share the same values. We want to be able to go to work safely make a dollar buy goods our kids to be saved we to go to school safely um you know we might disagree on how we get there but if we focus on those common values and and because you know, what i found is this talking to people you know i don't i mean i'm not ashamed right my, my signage says republican my shirt says republican but i don't i don't beat that down their throats i just focus on what i value what I believe. And, and that's a value system that a lot of us share. And if we do that, I, I have no doubt we have the opportunity to have a Republican mayor. Well, I guess not a Republican mayor, because technically the seat is nonpartisan, but a conservative leaning mayor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Mark, uh, this is producer Rob. I'm off
3: camera right now. Uh, I'm gonna have a question for you. But are you on your laptop or by our phone by chance? Because we're getting email sounds. Maybe you have notifications on on your device.
2: Sorry, I'm on my laptop. I don't have a fancy.
3: No, no worries. No worries. I just didn't want the sound to interrupt any of the things you were saying because it was really good. I know you're probably getting flooded with emails. Sorry, I don't know how to turn that. Okay, up. no not, worries If it doesn't bother my you, my daughter's the brains when it comes to computers. No worries. if it doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother us. Um, what are you hearing like from the? From, yeah how are you, what are you hearing from the younger voters in the area? Like how are their perspectives
2: maybe shifting? So that now that's the difference. you know it, it, it's definitely a culture war. Um, and not a cultural war, but it's definitely a different perspective, right? So you have what I call the old school and the new school. And and it's not their fault, but it's the, I blame the parents and society because you don't know what you don't know. And so if we're not raising our children to have a set of common core values, whether it's hard work or um, you know, caring for people or or just being involved with other people, you know, I, I tell my oldest daughter, you know, when I was a kid, you know, nine, ten years old, I'd go out, play all day. I knew more of my neighbors as a nine or ten year old than most of my friends know now. I mean, because we don't go out and walk. To, you know, hey, you're a new neighbor. Hey, here's a housewarming gift. Come over to the house. Like we don't have this interconnection. And I, I really believe that loss. You know, uh, when COVID started, I really dismissed it because my my daughter had an iPhone. I'm thinking, oh, she has Facetime. That counts. But I really saw uh, uh, a deterioration. Like in her, her. God, I'm sorry, guys. You're no, good. I, no, you're good, man. Yeah. Keep it going but, uh, without that human contact. And I really think, you know, we think we're more connected because we can talk, Mm -hmm. but there's not, there's no substitute for seeing somebody watching their body language, being able to pat them on the back or hug, or just that human connection. I believe that we need that. And so that's the biggest disconnect I'm seeing with the younger generation. But, you know, once they start getting a little older, once they start, you know, paying bills and paying taxes and realizing that there's actually consequences, you know nothing is free. Something always has a cost. Whether you pay it now or you pay in the back end, we're all going to pay for it. Once we realize it, then we start waking up, and it's like this this, this unfortunately trial by by fire learning process.
1: Yeah, man, uh, I can attest. Uh, Mark is old school. Like, like he, he you know, you know, because you know, we went to college together, so he's definitely the type of dude to to be like you know, hey, man, let's get an understanding, like eye to eye, like just really good, you know, just those types of uh, values. And uh, that's some Sananto shit. That's when you born and raised in the 210. <laughs> you old school when it's time to apply pressure. You know, you old school. And you know what? I can attest to, to what he said, like the devices. The lie was we're going to be more interconnected right. with big tech, and social media. And you're absolutely right, man. All the new school is disconnect. So we recently moved into a, a new new neighborhood or whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna give these neighbors two weeks because they would just drive by and they would drive by and they, every it's like, it's only one block. It's only like 12 houses in that little thing. Or however many, maybe 20 yeah. at most. And I'm like, I don't seen this car, I don't seen this person, and I'm waving, and I'm good morning, buenos dias, and, and, you know, maybe we seem like we're the ghetto ones, because, because uh, <laughs> like my daughters, they play all in the street with their, with their, um, the power wheels, and they put their speakers, so you hear Bad Bunny and all that, <laughs> but, but I was, I, maybe I'm old school, and I was just like really longing for, they're gonna welcome us. They're going to come stop by and say, hello. Hey, we have kids. You have kids. Hey, we stay over here. I drive the white SUV, da-da-da-da-da. And, uh, no, it just happened very... I almost had to force it. Hey, how you doing? Hey. You know, we're the new family. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) They didn't approach you first? Not really. I mean, we had to meet, like, the HOA guy. Mm -hmm. And then the next-door neighbor is really cool because um, the lady who lived in our house before uh i guess he worked for her and all this stuff so it was little favors like hey there's going to be some laptops arriving can you give them to the neighbor mm. and, and she told us too we have this arrangement where we'll take out each other's trash can to the curb on trash day just whoever gets to it first and then if you could return it so it's like this little game of like who can so oh man you got me oh man you beat me to it type that's of thing. nicer
3: in most neighborhoods
1: yeah so i mean you're absolutely right man like That might be a cool angle in terms of um, when you're going out persuading and and talking to people. It's like, hey, man, we got to get back to the basics and just the old old school values.
3: Yeah, Mark, I got a question, too. When it comes to, again, the younger younger kids, do you have a lot of them that are wanting to volunteer and be a part of these campaigns that are going on currently?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've actually been blessed. Um, Our campaign has had a steady flow of probably – anywhere from 10 to 20 volunteers, um, that whether it's phone banking, whether it's block walking that just get out and do it, you know? And I I tell them, I said, you know, I I feel like a hypocrite because I voted since I was 18, but I never did anything else. And I was proud to vote. I mean, voting is important, but I never got off my butt, never volunteered, never did anything else. And you know, seeing these, these young, these younger kids that have energy that don't have herniated discs and torn knees getting out and getting involved. I mean, I have hope. I really do. Maybe I'm an optimist, but I believe that the fight is real. The, we're going to win this fight. And it's just a matter of not, not resigning, not getting apathetic, not getting complacent and just saying, Hey, this is what's important because, you know, I don't care whether it's the, the presidency or it's the mayor or whatever it is. I, I think at the end of the day, it's all about our future, whether it's our kids. If we don't have kids, we're probably building a business to carry on some kind of legacy. It's about tomorrow. You know, like, why do you plant a tree? It's, I'll be dead before 40 years. You plant it for the next generation. And so I think if we focus on that, um, you know, that's the kind of the way to go. So I, don't know how I got on that sidetrack. Yeah, no, that's good. It's a good so, message, though. Yeah,
1: absolutely. In other words, um We have to kind of look ahead because it is a long battle in terms of, you know, what direction is this country headed in? I mean, our communities, it's like everyone's so afraid of speaking up and stating the obvious of like, hey, you know, like you said in the beginning, there's got to be consequences and we got to hold people accountable. So if you're acting a fool on the via bus, what are we going to do? Just everyone looks away, allows, you know, and there's just no security, no safety, like not only like our future and our kids but we have like our elderly out here in houston bro like they'll rob your grandma saturday morning at cvs 10 a.m
3: 100 percent, and kill her like on top of that like in boston where the lady was stabbed at a taco bell
1: in a wheelchair i mean just all kinds of stuff and everybody's so afraid to like say we have a problem and we got to get real and we got to get tough so when you get so when you get elected Obviously, that position deals directly with, uh, uh, you know, crime ver, you know, versus the people that are in now. They're soft on crime. How yeah. do you, can you explain to the, to the audience and everybody in San Antonio who will be voting in the midterms? When you go in day one and, and first hundred days, like how do you systematically go through and rectify and fix?
2: That's a mouthful. I, I don't <laughs> want to talk too much. But so there's a couple of issues going on with the office right now. One is a philosophy or an ideology, and then one's an execution. So like right now, there's 27 prosec- or 27 vacancies. So that means there's, there's more than 27 prosecutors that have quit, but they can't fill 27 vacancies. Two, there's a morale issue, and the prosecutors demoralize. Um, three, they're losing six, seven, eight out of 10 trials. I mean, it, it should be the inverse. I mean, the DA's office should be winning eight, really nine out of 10 trials, not losing six, seven, eight and so it, it, it's a combination of a couple of things one first and foremost we can't forget the da's office is law enforcement the police officers and the da's are two sides of the same coin the police work it up they give the they give the uh, work product the prosecution guide to the DA's office and you prosecute that so we have to have a good working relationship Two, politics religion personal opinion doesn't belong in justice right like we have a penal code We have statutes. We elect our legislatures to create the law. It's it's unconstitutional. It's illegal, in my humble opinion, for any person to say, I'm going to ignore what everyone's done, what we've elected, because I don't like X, Y, and Z. So we have to enforce the laws that are on the books. And if the laws change, we deal with it. And we enforce those new laws or, or not. We don't do what we want. And then three, we have to get back to Focusing on what matters. I mean, everything in my life is an analogy, right? So I'm sure you've met somebody that takes care of strangers, but they ignore their family. And I think that's what we're doing right now is we're going out of our way to accommodate criminals, and we are ignoring the law-abiding citizens, the family owners, the, the small business owners. We have to get back to holding holding the criminals accountable, getting justice for the victims, and then we do that with leadership. So, like. On day one, I've heard from multiple prosecutions. The first four weeks that Joe took office, he had a weekly meeting and said, just randomly, I can fire you because you're an at-will employee. I don't like your tie. Like, just instilling this idea of fear. You don't run an office with fear. I mean, you can, right? But it's better to, 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 to lead them with excitement, with support, with mentorship. You know, these kids don't know how to evaluate a case. And so first 100 days, change the ideology. Um, and then lead with example. And so our our chiefs have to show up. I have to show up. All of our staff has to show up and get into trenches, roll our sleeves up and get to work and show them how to evaluate how to handle these cases. Because there's there's no there's no magic bullet. Mm-hmm. It's hard work, perseverance, creative ideas and collective ideas of the, of the whole community.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love San Antonio so much. I mean, talk about a second home. I lived there for five years And, uh, Mark, you were at the—I forget which night uh, you and your wife went to the show, but San Antonio shows so much love. Okay, Thursday was a little light. I was scared. (laughs) Even even one of the waitresses was like, what's up? Where's all your people? I thought it was going to be sold out. And I was like, nobody stays hot forever. But I love San Antonio. And San Antonio is so beautiful. I mean, just the people. It just has so much— I don't want to say the word potential because, you know, it's the shit already. But just the idea of, okay, there's a few little scratches and blemishes. We're going to, like, you know, bring her up. I'm personifying San Antonio like it's a female, right? But it's like we have to protect San Antonio. And and then also what came to mind while you were speaking, uh, because you're a family man, beautiful family. And as you talk about, like, the community and the future and the crime and the youth, I, I just pictured like, I was like, okay, I know jujitsu gyms are not political, um, a place where somebody who's running for office comes and, hey, guys, just want to talk to you and get you a flyer. <laughs> but a, a lot of these gyms like Henzo Gracie is actually three doors down from the Bear County Democrats office. They're mm-hmm. actually three doors down. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> and then you have a 10th planet jujitsu. Uh, but I think that that might be outside of Bear Camp. I don't know. That's like a Universal City, um, Judd. What is it? Judd Okay. I think it's over there. So I don't know. But they have kids' classes and stuff. And, you know, martial arts is one of those things where it's about perseverance, patience, rolling up your sleeves, you know, hard work, and keeping yeah. kids out of trouble. And yep. I, I personally just can't wait to see this vision of San Antonio, like, you know, where, where we... Get to clean up some of the stuff. Because, you know, let's be honest, you know, there, there's some rough spots where it's kind of like, you know, you don't want your grandma going down that street too late. That's just the reality, man.
2: Well, it, it's sad. You know, I've been hitting some of these neighborhoods where I'm, I'm block walking and a couple of the uh, the people the doors are like, I'm surprised you're here. You're not scared. And I'm thinking. What world do we live in that we think that's normal? I mean, I, I understand that crime bullies. You know, predators are always going to look on the victims. Like we're talking about the elderly. They're always going to prey on the weak. And so that's why we need a good sheepdog that's not afraid to go out there. But we can't be resigned to that. Like the moment that we say, oh, this is the bad part of town, we've accepted that. That's the wrong idea. We have to put our our resources and focusing on being proactive with it to try and always stamp it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I want to write down that line. That was a
1: hell of a line. The criminals will prey on the weak. We need a sheepdog who's willing to stand up and protect San Antonio.
3: (laughs) That's a great line. That's a great slogan.
1: Yeah. I mean, And you know what? I thought what you were going to say when she's like, ah, I'm so surprised that you're not afraid to be here. Are they going to say, hey, this is my barrio.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is from my mom's side, my familia. (laughs) This commercial brought to you by Mark LaHood. Mark, so I got a question, too. When it comes to everybody, you know, post lockdown and everything, there's a lot, I'm hearing a lot of younger people who are also getting pretty blackpilled in the sense of being a little more nihilistic and kind of like things can't get better. What are some of the things you can maybe tell them of how to look on the brighter side and where to actually maybe make an effort to, to change things?
2: Uh, well, uh, you know, I guess first and foremost, not to be negative, but I like to Mola's daughter, you know, my wife and I try to give her advice and she's, oh, you don't know, dad. You don't know, mom. I'm thinking, baby, you have Things don't change. I mean, we've all been there, done it. You've learned the hard way. And unfortunately, it doesn't matter how smart our wisdom is. We only learn through pain. I think it's human nature, whether it's emotional, financial, or physical. We have to learn trial by fire. But the good news is this, is, you know, whatever pain we're going through, someone else has been through it, you know, and survived it and overcome it. The hardest thing for me to accept is that all of my growth or most of the growth that happened in my life happened as a result of pain, whether it was, you know, traumatic or or personal. But that's the only way we learn, you know, like you can be the best basketball player in the, or the most, you know, talented and you have the worst form and you keep making it. But it's not until you lose that championship game that you think, oh, I got to I got to work on my form. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we grow. And so as much as it hurts right now, you know, we have to have friends because our friends help pick us up when we're down. And then we just persevere through it. And then um, and then pass it forward. Try and share that wisdom with others because that's what I think it's all about is what can I do for others? You know, like you're, you're talking about your neighbor. If we all had the idea of I'm going to outdo you on kindness, we're always going to be just helping each other out. But on the flip side, we got to always have our hand ready on the hammer that when someone tries to come out, not be afraid to put the force when we need to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a fine balance.
1: Hey, next time your daughter says, Dad, you don't you don't understand. You don't know. Just be like, Mija, I used to run the streets with Chingo Bling,
3: <laughs> yeah. sling at <it> the <laughs> <laughs> Like,
2: okay, Dad, okay, Boomer.
1: She's gonna say yeah. um, it was a Sunday night hip hop show, <laughs> and everybody was cruising military. I'm Memphis.
2: trying to I'm trying to get her on board. I finally turned her into a Cowboys fan, but she won't she won't be a Spurs fan. She's into Golden State. Breaks my heart.
3: Oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, <laughs> um talking about the young kids again, what yeah. you before we start recording, you were explaining to us your position and kind of the differences. So I guess just for the audience sake, if some of them are a little younger and aren't familiar with the DA or maybe your specific uh role, can you explain it to them?
2: Yeah, so the Criminal District Attorney is uh, the chief prosecuting, the chief law enforcement officer. So, police officers make arrests, they work the cases up, but at the end of the day, if the DA chooses not to prosecute something, then nothing's going to happen from it, you know. One of the things that got me in the race, for instance, on on day one, Joe stopped prosecuting uh, PG one drugs less than a gram or less than a quarter of a gram. I want to be fair, and so just so y'all know, PG one is cocaine, heroin, meth, crack cocaine, fentanyl, and um, you know, I I don't know if y'all or anyone else you know watching this has family or friends have ever dealt with those type of drug addictions, but they're deadly. They're destructive, you know. Uh, my uncle, God rest his soul, was a heroin addict, and I know this: that I don't care what our our philosophy is, whether it's you're a hardliner or you're into rehabilitation or you're into to mercy or, or whatever. Not that those are in you know incompatible, but if you don't do anything, if you reject it completely, you're not helping them. You're not helping society. Like you know, so there, it's so important that the DA doesn't take their personal opinion or the politics or, or use it as a bully pit for whatever agenda they have is I tell people it's so important because we want to make sure that we take the charge, we take the evidence and we take the history of the person and use that to make our judgment because, you know, you don't want to be in El Paso or Laredo or Dallas or Houston or Amarillo. You know, it's all in Texas. We expect the laws to be equally applied throughout the state, but right now, you know, what y'all are doing in Houston is different than what we're doing here. It's different than El Paso, different than And it's thinking, well, I don't know what the heck. It's not, there, there, there's no fairness. There's no uniformity. There's no justice. And so it's so important that we get someone that has the courage to protect everyone, not because they like them, not because they agree with them, but because it's our job to protect everyone and every, everybody, all our property here in Bear County. So that's what this job is so important because if not, once we show that sign of weakness, man, they're going to exploit it. And we're seeing it. I'm sure y'all are seeing it, too. But I'm talking to officers all over the county and the city. They're saying the criminals are telling them nothing's going to happen to me. I'm going to get out before you finish your paperwork. And when they know that there's weakness, man, they smell that blood in the water. They're going to come out for blood. Facts. So you
1: said th- this person who's in now, what's his name?
2: Uh, Joe Gonzalez. Joe he who shall not be named. Yeah, okay. Joe Gonzalez.
1: Okay, yeah. So, but we want to also shed light on 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 some of the stuff that's affecting people because sometimes people they get intimidated by political type things and yeah. oh, I don't like getting involved. No, it's too divisive and da, da, da. but it's you said PG one. If they have less than a gram, it's quarter, a, gram. A quarter gram. Quarter gram. They get slap slap on the
2: wrist. Not even slap on the wrist. They they won't get arrested. They won't get charged. Well, and that includes fentanyl. If they get arrested, they get rejected. It gets dismissed. And that includes uh, an ounce of marijuana. And so in practice, on, on paper, it's a quarter a quarter gram or less. On, on on practice, it's more than a quarter gram. On paper, it's an ounce of marijuana. In reality, it's more than an ounce. And an ounce is a good little sack, allegedly. Um, <laughs> graffiti, theft of services, criminal uh, trespassing most made most famous with the homeless population that's coming out and defecating in people's yards oh. and stealing. I mean there's a whole list of charges that are just being completely rejected. And then we wonder, well I don't wonder, but some people wonder why it's going through the roof. And they're like must be Vladimir Putin. It's Putin's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you
1: said people would defecate in people's yards?
2: Well yeah. So like in San like like for instance uh on San Pedro the old CPS building, they now turn into an uh, illegal alien uh, detention center. And so the people are just getting processed and released into the neighborhoods. And I've talked to homeowners that homeowners and business owners all the way from Attlebridge guns to the homeowners behind and around it. And these people are coming out there. I mean, you know, they don't have a home. They don't have a place to stay. They're not being put up. And so they still got to go to the bathroom. Guess where you got to go. We got to go. So I mean, literally people are cleaning up human crap. They're having stuff stolen. I mean, it's, there's real world consequences to our, our our inaction. And it just, what frustrates me is, we said it earlier, take care of us first. You know, I, it's not cruel. If I only have $100 to buy food and I have to choose between buying food for my family or buying for somebody else, I don't think it's cruel to take care of my family first. Bear County is our family. Mm-hmm. Our priority should be taking care of us first before we prioritize somebody else. I don't think that makes me, Evil. I think that makes me a good steward of my family.
1: Now I, I ain't. That's great. Uh, I love that. Absolutely. Um, Now I ain't no snitch, and I, you know, I have some complaints. (laughs) When I was in San Antonio, for example, one time I had to land. I landed late in the San Antonio airport, and the amount of refugee—I don't know what we got to call these folks—undocumented, illegal, whatever. They were from somewhere else, and they were walking around like, hey, like, where's the snack machine, like, in Spanish and stuff? And I was like, oh. Because, see, I landed late, and everybody's trying to charge their phone, and people are, like, camping out in a way. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've got my luggage, and I'm waiting for my ride. I guess that's what they're doing. And then it, it finally snapped. Like, oh, these people are putting on yeah. those late-night flights. Then I got to talking to the airport uh, employees, like, hey, man, how many refugees y'all been getting? They're like, Tch. Too many, bro. And then they tell you, like, yeah, a couple weeks from now, we're expecting a huge amount and yada, yada. This was probably about maybe eight months ago or something. And then we were staying near the LOL Comedy Club, right? And that's not that far from, uh, what is that, North Park Mall? What is the name of that mall? Yeah, North Park Mall. So I'm like, okay, I I went to school here. I'm, I'm good. I'm safe. I know where I'm at. And then you go to that quick trip around 1130 in the evening, and it's like walking dead zombies <laughs> and these little quick trip employees are like sir you know you're not allowed to be in here oh why not and it's like cuz you never pay for your stuff and i'm just in there like yo and i'm talking to the cashier and he's like oh psh, come at 2am if you really want to see a show so i'm just i'm thinking to myself bro i'm right by north park mall i'm by the lol comedy club i'm on 281 and 410 north and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then some of my friends that are local, they're just like, well, you know, if you go that way, you know, it's more
2: unsavory. Well, now we know whose fault that is. No, it's it's everywhere. Uh, my son goes to, I won't say the school, but it's, you know, Hebner Vance Jackson. And I dropped him off at 8 in the morning. I pull in. There's a mom by the front door. She looks really agitated. Another mom and her daughter are standing by their car. They look really, you know, worked up. So I, you know, I start looking around like, what's going on? And this guy stumbles out. This is eight in the morning. Stumbles out from behind the car, starts walking towards the, the front of the of the school. So I get out and I, you know, hey, bro, what are you doing here? You have a kid here. He's frothy, he's, he's aged out of his mind. He's obviously high as a kite. And I can see they're calling 911. So I just I get him off the property. But, you know, there, there's no such thing as a part of town where it's not affecting us. I mean, that guy was homeless, high on heroin. Trying to walk into a school, and I'm not gonna pretend he was there for any nefarious reasons, but the reality is, I I can't speak for anyone else, but I'll be damned if I'm okay with a heroin addict, high as a kite, walking to my kids' school or trying to just because they're high as a kite. Like, they need, we need to do something Mm because that's ridiculous, you know, and that's eight in the morning. So you better believe at eight at night or midnight or two in the morning. I mean, it's just, it's turning into, I mean, you said walking dead, bro. You couldn't think of a better example, because sadly, when you're all whacked out on this stuff, I mean, you're, you're not the same person. You're out of it. You don't even know half the things, what you're doing half the time, remember them. It's just, it's it's terrifying what's happening out there. It's terrifying.
3: A couple of minutes ago, Chingo uh, mentioned something that we've been hearing since we started the show almost two years ago now, but people that, you know, ah, I don't want to get involved, or, ah, the politics, the resto y lo the otro, they just don't want to. Who made it so common and cool to just not be involved with your community, uh, you know,
2: actions? I hate to say it, our parents. I mean, you know, I was always raised, you don't talk politics, you don't talk religion. It's not polite, right? It's too personal. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why we're in the mess that we're in, right? Because like I said, I've been voting, I'm 44, I've been voting since I was 18. So what is that? I don't know, 26 years? I can't do math, mm-hmm. but a long time. And it wasn't until um, during the reelection that I've said, you know what? We're in this bit, this problem because we've always just sat back and said, surely they're going to wake up and, and, and see the truth. But I think it's Goebbels, Rummel, one of the two, the big lie. Mm-hmm. If you tell mm-hmm. a lie big enough and you tell it often enough, people are going to believe it. And so conservatives or Republicans sit back and don't message correctly and have allowed them to distort and steal the messaging. And we've stayed on the sidelines. And so what we have to do is say, look, there's nothing wrong with speaking our opinion. I mean, I've talked with people that are completely politically opposed to me on this campaign trail, and I haven't gotten an argument with a single one of them because I I, I talk to them with dignity, respect, facts. I don't get emotional. I'm just, hey, man, you know, if you don't agree, cool. It's a free country. Don't agree. If you like what we got, cool. Vote for – say the same. But if you're tired of it, you know, if you want change, if you want to vote your values or what the reality is, you know, I just real common sense, you know, approach – my pop always raised us that you can tell someone to kick, kick rocks, you know, hit the street, and they'll thank you for it if you do it the right way. And it's just, you know, I think what we need to focus on our youth and our, and, and our, our party, our, our people, is being right isn't all of it, right? Because you can be right, but hammer someone over the head, and they're going to they're gonna push back. It's also how we talk to people. And I think if we focus on that, we're going to bring a lot more people in. Especially the especially the Latinos, man. Because we're Hispanic as a culture, we don't mean Hispanic. We're conservative as a culture. Mm-hmm. We don't realize it yet because we're we're being flooded with the messaging. And if we get a, away from the messaging and just focus on the core values, man, we're gonna we're gonna wake up a whole new generation of activists and voters and patriots.
1: You can tell people, hey, if you want crackheads in the school parking lot at eight in the morning, hey, hey, hey. <laughs>
2: Do what, what you want to do. It's true, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure y'all are seeing it in Houston. I mean, Houston's got its problems right now,
1: also, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and Ron, y'all's da,
2: is, y'all's da is the same, the same mindset, right? Like not Frosty. Yeah, being. the
1: whole yeah. Helena Hidalgo. I mean, obviously, Beth O'Rourke. He probably has his grand scheme of trying to California, Texas, and grab the guns and do all kinds of weird stuff. But yeah, no, it's it's very. Um, I mean, we're looking like Chicago over here right now. And uh, Rob actually lives like more in the outskirts, so he, he, you know, it's just the wind and the cows. Hell yeah, that's hey, how you, I like it. No crackheads, no meth heads. So not th- yet. It's like they're like in the part of uh, the Walking Dead where it's like they're they're still safe.
2: They haven't come out there yet. <laughs> they
1: got supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The zombies haven't. Oh. Trying to keep it that way, man. <laughs> the zombies haven't made it.
3: <laughs> how dare you?
1: Hey, man. Well, hey, we're gonna be force multipliers, and we're gonna amplify your message. Um, and you know we just gotta keep keep it old school. We need a sheepdog, That's and right. and we gotta be adults. And and this is for the, for the uh, the youth and the kids and the, some of the weaker folk in our communities. And I can't wait to see uh, San Antonio just to be as strong and as beautiful as she could possibly be. That's
3: right, Mark. Tell everybody it's where they can brother, follow you. Tell them
2: where they can follow you and keep in touch with the campaign. Oh, thank you. Um, so uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we have a website, Mark LaHood, mark with a c. Com. Um, Most importantly, you know, if you're, I can't stress this enough. If y'all are unhappy with the direction that we're in, unhappy with the crime, unhappy with people getting away with it, we need to change it. And talking is cheap. You have to get off your butts, go out to the polls, get your friends, get your family to vote. That's the only way we're going to make a difference. So thank y'all so much for having me. I really appreciate it, brother. Vote LaHood
1: in san antonio's midterm elections coming up very very soon marklahood.com that's mark with a c thanks brother thank you, bro. thank you bro good talking to you take care Take care, buddy ladies and gentlemen today's episode is brought to you by our premium content which you can find at patreon.com forward slash red traffic
0: jams tailgating pile-ups the joys of driving how could it get worse